This week, the Down and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Claritin D. And shout out to the folks at Claritin who not just sponsored the show, but also provided some samples as well. Tis the season to breathe pollen. Yeah, I've been spending a lot more time outside. Yeah, I can tell those allergies are definitely acting up. I feel stuffy. I feel sluggish. The eyes are starting to water a little bit more. That's why I'm turning to Claritin D. Look, it's definitely helped me relieve my symptoms. It seems to work really, really fast for me as well. It's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongestion in your nose so you can breathe better. And hey, I'm noticing a lot of that right now. As a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to be able to enjoy much more outdoor time this spring and summer. A lot of that has to do with Claritin D. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. This is James Witham from the Down and Nerdy Podcast. And of course, you know, this is the one time of year where we kind of break from the traditional format and talk about our top 10 interview moments from 2022. I'm doing this from home right now. It's Christmas Day, and I know this is coming out a couple days late, but I thought it was good to put this out on Christmas Day. So if you hear, you know, my family, kids in the background, you know, doing this from home and and trying to sneak this in on a, on a busy, busy Christmas day to give you guys the top 10 moments of the past year. And these are in no particular order. I just, you know, that we've had, you know, over 50 episodes this year. Went back to San Diego Comic-Con this year. So, so many amazing moments. And I had to pick 10. It was really difficult. So, if yours didn't make the list, yeah, sorry. You can always go back and revisit that episode. But 10 moments that really, really stuck out to me this year, in no particular order either, by the way, because I'm not trying to say that any one of them was better than the other because they were all so, so fun. I actually want to start at number 10. You remember Batman Unburied, the new podcast series that hit Spotify this year? That was incredible. I got a chance to talk to Jessica Marie Garcia, who played Renee Montoya on the show. And her husband was a big DC fan, and she, you know, maybe had to keep a few things from him when she got this role. So here's moment number 10. Jessica, if it were me, I would jump at the chance to be a part of a Batman project. So how excited were you to join Batman Unburied as Renee Montoya? Oh, I flipped out. I had gotten an email. I was about to literally go to bed and I got this email. It just like listed who else was playing and it said Winston Duke as Batman. I said, wait, what? And I just flipped out. And I told my husband, because my husband is a huge DC, huge Marvel, huge comic fan in general. So when I told him that, he was like, oh my God, you have to do it. Just say, yes, I don't care like what it is. Like you have to do it. And I have always wanted to be a part of this universe. So I just, I jumped at the chance, honestly. And all my friends are very jealous. (laughs) Okay, so if that's the case, then how much did your husband poke you and prod you for details and spoilers and all kinds of other stuff? 
funny enough, he is like the anti-spoiler man. Like he cannot, wow. like he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to watch trailers. He wants to just watch, like he cannot stand it when people like, especially on Twitter, like he will not listen to anything they say on Twitter because he just gets so upset. He does not want to know anything in advance. So when he was listening to it, he got like in, in his own like space, he likes it very quiet. Like we have a newborn. So like, he's just like, is everything set up? Because I need to listen to this and he loves it. And I'm so thankful for it because so many of my friends there are very you know how batman fans are in general mm-hmm. like they're very particular they can be your best friend or your worst enemy mm-hmm. depending on like their thoughts <laughs> so i've just been overwhelmed with how the response has been so far one of the shows that we lost this year from dc was batwoman and remember earlier this year like back in january i got a chance to talk to javicia leslie and remember this was before the whole wow more thing happened and it, the whole just show got caught by storm and the big whirlwind of reaction from fans over sophie and ryan finally getting together well the culmination of that was while more, but before that even happened, I tried to get Javisi to spill the beans, and she just wasn't doing it. Here's moment number nine. You you look at the evolution of of Ryan and all those, and and I always kind of felt like, you know, with Sophie, there's a I was like, there's a spark there. I don't know if anything will ever actually come of it, but there's a spark there. And now it seems like we're starting to you started to explore that more and more this season. Did you feel like maybe that was going to be an inevitability? for you guys or is that something you feel like really happened organically on the show okay so first of all two things who said that it is gonna happen i'm just i it's the it's there's vibage i'm just saying there's there's some serious vibage and and i'm not saying it's a sure thing but i'm just saying there's been some winks and nods and smiles and and all these i'm just saying i mean i've got eyes is what i'm saying (laughs) and then second of all if said thing did say happen we were told the actual opposite. So Ooh. second season, my first season, we were told no, mm-hmm. that Sophie and Ryan will not be in game. So I don't know. I don't know. One of the surprise hit shows of 2022 was In From the Cold from Netflix. If you remember that kind of spy series that aired earlier in 2022, I got to talk to Lola Mae Loughran, who was on the show, played Maddie, and she revealed a very surprising skill that she had that she hopes to bring to a potential season two in our number eight moment. And again, I don't want to talk any spoilers <laughs> or anything like that, but would it surprise you at some point if we find out that maybe Maddie's got some secret skills not necessarily that she's a spy, but maybe she's got some skills that uh, she's been hiding from everybody a little bit. Well, this is what I always made um, Adam and Chris Barber laugh because I was like, yeah, you know, I can throw knives. Yeah. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah, I can throw knives. I, I learned how to throw knives in middle school. I, I know how to shoot bow and arrow. I did archery. And they'd just be like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, these are the things that I know how to do. I'm just letting you know, like, if we go again. I think I did. I said to Chris at one point, I was like, if we go again, I want either to throw knives or fire a gun. I want one of the two. I'm I'm telling you right now, if I get a vote, (laughs) I'm voting throw knives because that would be terrifying for me. Like, obviously guns are scary, right? But you see somebody (laughs) pull out a knife and chuck it and it like sticks in the wall next to your head or something. I'd be gone. I'd be out of there. (laughs) That is a how? where, Where does someone learn how to do I have to ask because you said you've been doing it since middle school I have to know where does someone learn their knife throwing skills it was a I went to so I went to a Steiner school between the ages of 11 to I think I was 14 
so a couple of years and they do a lot of like oh you know wilderness survival stuff like that and we went on a camping trip and we got given knives to do like whittling and we were kind of like okay um can we throw them and they were like yeah okay sure we'll show you how to throw the knives and like we spent a whole <laughs> afternoon throwing knives and it was really fun and then archery was the same school they were like yeah so for gym you're gonna do archery I think we also learned circus skills so I knew how wow. to walk on a tightrope and ride a unicycle as well can we do all of those things together or is that just not <laughs> safe because that would be that's a next that's another level of I, I could just see you know they're trying to escape from somewhere and here's here's Maddie on a on a unicycle going from one building to another just <laughs> chucking knives at people I just think if that if you could pull that off more power to I you mean, that I would be incredible that joke I was like I can't drive but I can throw knives so <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you and I went to me. very different schools is all I'm saying That's, uh, why couldn't I go to that school because that would have been a lot of fun you could argue that the top show of 2022 was Severance from Apple TV Plus. It was just so unique, so cool. I got a chance to talk to the cast of that show earlier on this year. I wanted to single out Zach Cherry, though. That was one of my favorite interviews from that group. And he talks about Dylan a little bit and talks about you know how creepy the Lumen hallways were. Let's talk about that one in my number seven moment of the year. So one of the things I really love about Dylan is that he he's just is definitely not afraid to say what he's thinking. So what's your favorite thing about him? I did I did love that. And I also love his he has a, a huge opinion of himself. He's very confident and really believes that he is the best at essentially everything, which is very fun to play. So you were talking about the hallways just a second ago because of the the background that I have. I feel like the office layout and the microdata refinement crew is a very unique one too. Did you feel like it was innovative? Is it a bit creepy? What did you think of it? It was very creepy, which helped a lot, you know, in in the performance. But it's it's this huge room and then four desks in the middle that take up about two percent of the space. I, I don't know how much you can see on camera, but the ceilings are really low, like they're kind of just above your head, and the lighting is off, and there's this green carpet and. The hallways are like a maze, literally to the point where some days trying to get to set what used to be a doorway is now a wall and you'd have to like find a different way around. So it was a very like, in a in a cool and helpful way, very unsettling place to be. We know that 2022 was full of Marvel moments. A lot of people were very excited for the Miss Marvel series that happened this year. And the Illuminantes were a big part of that. Anjali Bamani, who played Auntie Ruby on the show, joined me this year. And she knows that Auntie knows best in our number six moment of the year. And little Overwatch Easter egg as well, maybe. So, like I said, you're a famous member of the Illuminantes, which I thought was a really, really funny thing that we got introduced to in episode so, two. Rumor has it, though, and it was said in the episode that, that you guys know it all. So, is it more than just gossiping aunties here? Is there more to it that we're going to find out? I mean, auntie knows best. No always. doubt. No doubt. I, I'm not going to argue with you. If you've met an Indian auntie, you know that auntie always knows best. So, and every auntie. Every auntie knows best. Sure. I mean, obviously they know things. I can't tell you what they know because no, of course not. No. we have future episodes to get mm -hmm. through. But obviously there was a, you know, there's a piece of information that came out in episode two that uh, was new to Kamala. So that was, that's a little bit of something, something. And as time goes on, you'll see. I wanted to bring it up here for anybody that hasn't seen it. I know how much you love the fact that Kamala referred to the powers hard light. That's very near <laughs> and dear 
<laughs> to you. And obviously, Bisha picked up on it too. So, so tell us about that and that little connection for anybody that doesn't know. Well, yeah, sure. So for anybody who doesn't know, I also play a character named Symmetra in a game called Overwatch. And Symmetra's powers come from hard light technology where she creates things out of out of light in the future, in this uh, futuristic world that we live in. That said, I mean, I was even talking with one of the writers of Overwatch after the fact when we were talking about the episode. He was like, in fairness, I feel like we didn't like invent hard light as a concept. Like, I think it's kind of a, I feel like it's something that the fantasy community has had a had in their pocket for a while. But I do love, I mean, as soon as they said it in episode two, when we were at the premiere, I was like, oh, oh, really? Oh, Excellent. My heart is warmed. This is lovely. And then to see Bisha's tweet the other day where she said that after every, you know, after work, she would go home and play Overwatch for an hour and she had my voice in her head. I had no idea that that was happening. So that that was a lovely surprise that I found out, you know, I was yesterday years old when I learned that. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
Taking a look back at the top 10 interview moments of 2022 here from the Down and Nerdy podcast, I'm James Witham, and one of my top five moments had to be when I talked to the cast of Bosch Legacy, the Bosch continuation series with Titus Welliver, Mimi Rogers, and Madison Lentz, and Mimi was actually talking about a lot of stuff that that Honey Chandler went through, and I guess she didn't realize what show she was on. She thought she would have to keep it a little bit PG and and, a, and an amazing analogy too by Titus in this one and our number five moment of the year. There is no easy comeback. It's wrong for people to think that oh you get shot and you almost die and then you better and then you're fine. That's not life. Mm. This shit breaks you. Mm. Sorry if I can say that or not. And the ro- <laughs> said shit. <laughs> Cut. Let's just stop. <laughs> we just, we just edit here. And as you can see, the road back is very difficult. We're not on Nickelodeon. Okay. No, we're not on Nickelodeon at all. No, we're not. No, we're on Free TV. Is what we're going to Downy Nerdy Podcast. That's right. That's what we're on. That's right. And all bets are off here, Mimi. You can <laughs> do whatever you need to. Let it fly. Gosh, darn it. Yeah. Um, Dagnabbit. Dagnabbit. But yeah, look. I'll be honest. As an actor, even going where you have to go to portray that. Like there was parts of these this season that were not fun for me, Mm-mm. like at all, Mm-mm. because you can't sort of just fake that level of pain. But it was also, I thought, a real amazing acting opportunity and also an opportunity to really show there there is no easy answer to the aftermath of violence. You don't just get over it. Things don't just move on. Like you're really messed up so you see her fighting really you see her fighting her way through my analogy would be she's gone from being a roll of brawny paper towels to rice paper it's kind of like a haiku isn't it that's that's close that's very close and and i just i got the visual with the whole spills and everything i I just almost translucent but so easily torn yeah see wow wow That, wow. is the, that is the deepest paper towel analogy I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. In the that's for sure. That's, that's one for the books right there. That's, that's excellent. I love it. This season was the last for DC's Stargirl, and that's really unfortunate because it was a wonderful show, but it really did end well. And right towards the start of the show, I got a chance to talk to Breck Bassinger about what happened, what was going to happen on this season before the show even started. She pointed out something that happened behind the scenes and how wonderful it was working with everybody, but something behind the scenes that caused a stir on social media that gives us our number four moment. Now, just taking a look on social media, Breck, it looks like you were all just, just, you guys have a blast together, it seems like, all the time. So, how much do you really just enjoy working with everyone? And do you have any kind of favorite behind-the-scenes stories that you could tell us from filming season three? I have way too much fun, like, genuinely. We work really, really hard. So, by the time, like, the seven months comes to a close, I think we're all ready for a small break, just, like, catch up on sleep. But after about a week, we're like, okay, let's get back. Where's my star family? Like, I want to start filming again. But third season, I thought it was a really cool reflection because obviously we're getting to know our characters better. We're becoming closer on screen and that reflects off screen as well. So this past season, I didn't know it could be more fun than it had been and it was. This this past season exceeded my expectations. A fun little story I like to to tell everyone because I think it just shows like the relationship of us in real life perfectly is with my girl Yvette who plays Yolanda Montez or Wildcat. 
there was one day where I, I wasn't in a scene in the middle of the day. I was like, hey, let's go sneak up to the wardrobe room and steal the wildcat suit. She's like, absolutely. At this point, like when they give you a break, it could be anywhere from five minutes to five hours. And we were just, we're like, yeah, we'll ask for forgiveness, not permission. That's kind of like my go-to on set. <laughs> and we ended up going and stealing the wildcat suit. I put it on and I was just like strutting around set and people were so confused and then I posted on social media and people were like this is a spoiler like you shouldn't tell us that you're in the wildcat suit I'm like guys calm down we're just being silly it's not a spoiler that was way too fun and then Jeff when he saw me in the suit he was like okay I'm somehow gonna figure like figure out how to write this in the show because you look way too comfortable in that suit <laughs> certainly not out of the realm of possibility I mean we got to see Stephen Amell in the flash suit in yeah. the, the previous seasons of like Arrow and things like that so hey it's not out of the realm of possibility. And I think that that would be very cool. I'd love to see that. That, that would Yeah, be really, me too. Really it was awesome. also much more comfortable than my suit, surprisingly. Really? Um, I would yeah, think that the headgear alone would be a little like... You would think, but hers just have much more flexibility and stretch to it. And mine doesn't. Okay, mine is too tight. That's what it comes down to. It is too tight. Okay, I, I, I get that. I understand that. <laughs> I feel like this is a good time to point out that these, again, are in no particular order. So, I, you know, I, they, they were all amazing, especially when I got a chance to talk to Kirstie Bryan from Tales of the Walking Dead. And that was just such an amazing spinoff series from that world. And I got a chance to talk to her about her Broadway background a little bit. And, you know, maybe The Walking Dead will work good on Broadway. Let's talk about that in a number three moment in case you missed it. Now, Kirsty, anybody that might know your background knows you've got some theatrical performance experience. You've done some off-Broadway stuff and things like that. So I, I couldn't help but wonder as I was putting this together, how do you think The Walking Dead would look like as a Broadway theater production? Oh, my gosh. This is the best idea I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> I would say it must be a musical. It would have to be a musical if we do that. And that allows for a, like a very good chorus. <laughs> it would be like a very large like Walker chorus and some really amazing dance numbers. I'm really supportive of this. Would you would we, would we be able to call them walkers anymore? We'd have would we have to call them dancers. Would we have to change the name entirely? Oh my gosh, maybe. Actually, you're well, maybe the walker becomes like a new type of dance. Oh, um, that is see? that is something I've learned. That was a, something I learned as I was sitting, you know, in my chair waiting to to work. And I looked to the left, and there's a there's a zombie checking the messages. You know, it's like a very, <laughs> like, like I think the walkers can do anything. That's that's pretty clear. That's pretty clear. I would just like to see what that kind of dancing looks like. You know, what yes, is that? But you know, what's so wild. I'm sure your fans have heard it before and you maybe have too. They are so specific mm -hmm. on what has happened to the body. You know, what, why they're, why walkers are breathing this way, why, the, how they move, you know, why the sound is, why it, like the sound that they make. I was really, I was like, oh, this is, this is specific can't believe I've gone this long without talking about Comic-Con 2022, and it was so good to be back in that environment again and just to see so many things that Comic-Con brings and the fans and, and all the amazing shows and movies. And one of the really unique things that I got to do was do something with Cozy TV. Of course, they've got Third Rock from the Sun on Cozy TV now. Got a chance to talk to French Stewart, who played Harry on Third Rock from the Sun. And this is such a quick interview, and I couldn't really pick one moment from it. I decided to go ahead and re-air the whole thing for you. My interview with French Stewart from Comic-Con this past year comes in at number two. 
Cozy TV is the place to be. You know why? Because you can watch all your favorite shows there. One of mine, for sure, has always been Third Rock from the Sun. Just so grateful for a chance to talk to this guy. Harry Solomon himself. It's French Stewart. French, how are you doing at Comic-Con? I'm well. I'm well, James. How are you? Doing very, very well. I, this show, to me anyway, just stands the test of time so, so much. Why do you feel like this show is still just so relevant today? Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like it, it sort of just has the makings of your classic sitcom. It's... It's stupid, but it's smart stupid, and it's got heart, and I, I just, I'm really proud of it. We had a great time making it, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled that people still respond to it. What was your favorite thing about Harry over the years playing this character? Because, I mean, if there's a unique character you're going to remember from the show, I actually think it's Harry. So what was your favorite thing about him? I think just that he was unabashedly stupid. Like, he's just the stupidest man in any world, and he could go to any planet, and he'd still be the dumbest one. And I, I just, but, but also sort of lovely and oddly sexy. I don't know. It was just sort of a, a perverted Urkel. It was, the, it was the dancing. I'm just. I'm sorry, that was <laughs> yeah, the mesmerizing the thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, that, that's, where, that's where the sex appeal came from. <laughs> that's where it came from, yeah. But I, the thing I say about this show is you, see, you hear the term laugh out loud moments so much. Right. And, you know, you get the fake LOLs and texts and stuff like that. You're not really... This show legitimately has so many great laugh out loud moments. For me, one of them was when Harry was trying to explain to Dick what manly was with scratching oh, and that that yeah. that was right up there manly, so not manly. can can you yeah. think of any off the top of your head that were just really great for you you actually had a hard time getting through these scenes because they were so funny yeah i i uh, there was one with jan hooks who played uh, vicky dupchek my girlfriend and she had decided to uh, cut me off from from sex and so, i remember that episode yeah. yep and so but she i was cooking and she she asked me would you please pull my pants down and I was just, she was just asking me to get her <laughs> Sorry, pants. I can't, but I, can't, she just, I can't keep a straight face. But every time she said it, I, 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 blew, I blew 10 takes just, you know, because she's so funny anyway. But she'd just say, Harry, would you, would you pull my pants down? And I just, I, it was so dumb that I, I couldn't get past it. <laughs> it was such an amazing cast yeah. that you all put together. What was it like working with everyone over all those years and just the chemistry that was just off the page for you guys? It was great. I mean, everybody had really come from the theater and so they all really liked to rehearse and have a good time during the course of the week. And you know, usually there's one person who's going to be a jerk, but we just didn't have that. And so everybody just had a good time and we're enjoying each other's company and we were uh, lucky to have the writers we had. It was just a great time. Absolutely, and your new home for Throw the Rock from the Sun is Cozy TV. Cozy you can TV. see a lot of this guy, French Stewart. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes today. I appreciate it. It is my pleasure. Put on your jammies and watch some Cozy TV. It's all there. You could watch some Columbo. It doesn't have to be us. You know? Watch everything is what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can see George Jefferson, an all-time favorite for me. <laughs> Okay, so I said these were in no particular order, but if I had to pick a number one moment of the year for me as far as interviews went, it would have to be when I want to talk to Katie Cassidy on episode 413 of the Down and Nerdy podcast, and, and that's when we were talking about her movie, Aging Game. She plays Miller, and of course, you know, she played Laurel Lance, Black Canary, Black Siren on Arrow for so many years, and on other shows as well, and we were talking about her movie, which she hadn't seen yet, and I've never had an actor actress asked me to spoil their own movie for them, but it happened in our number one interview moment of 2022. You do, do you, how did they leave it? I haven't seen it yet. So like, is it, is there a setup? Oh, oh so she's trying to get me to spoil the ending now. That's yeah, what's happening yeah, here. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> okay, I haven't well, seen the movie yet. I well, was in well, it. Quick, quick pause off the record. It's open-ended. Oh, it's open-ended. Okay. You, you, you have, you have your little alias moment. Uh -huh. at, the, at the end By the there. Way, the wig. Yes. The wig. Yes. Oh, 
Yes. Oh my God. I just yeah. had such a good idea. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Danielle, I promise I won't air this part. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I just had it. No, I've you haven't it. seen it. It's so you're in it. You were there. You know what happens throughout the rest of it. Yeah, but you never know what happens in the editing room. Well, that's, right? well, that's, it's, it's open-ended at the end. You, you like, get your alias moment with the wig. Yes. Oh, it was, it was fierce. You're like, Katie, you died in the, in the end. <laughs> Is there an alternate cut that I didn't see? I'm like, you know what? I'm used to being killed off. It's fine. <laughs> but then you're it. also used to coming back to life. Yeah, that's right. For vengeance. Uh-huh. There you go. There you go. So many great moments this year. It was hard to pick 10, but I, that, those were my 10 favorite that I could think of from this past year. Of course, episodes 413, 429, 431, 433, 417, 423. 406, 405, 400, and 419 are where you can find those full interviews if you want to go back and listen to them. Actually, you know what? Just listen to all the episodes. They were all pretty good. They were all amazing. And it was because of you. If you guys weren't here, if you guys weren't listening to this show, then I wouldn't be here doing this. So thank you to you. Thank you to, my again, my amazing family who supports me all the time in doing the show. Love them. I love the fact that they, that they help me be able to do what I love to do. And that's, you know, bring shows like this to you guys. And I, I love being able to do this. Can't wait to get to episode 500 in 2023. Can you believe that? looks like we're going to hit 500 in 2023 or really close to it. Anyway, it's going to be so much fun. And, you know, who knows what this year is going to bring, but I'm so happy that you're going to be along the ride with me. And that's it. going to do it for my top 10 interview moments of 2022 here on the Down and Nerdy podcast. Brand new episode coming up this coming week into the new year. Very, very excited for that. And, you know, it's it's already got some great stuff lined up for you for the beginning of 2023. But remember, you can always find us online, downandnerdypodcast.com. Follow along on social media at downandnerdy757 on Twitter and Instagram, at downandnerdypod on TikTok, and at downandnerdy on Facebook. And of course, you know, you can always just, you know, just go on the website, find all that stuff, find our link tree. And that's, you know, best ways that you can keep up with the show. But remember, every year, always, especially around the holidays. You never have to apologize for being a nerd, so let your fan flag fly and be good to your fellow nerds. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.